بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters one of my very dear friends sent me a clip from uh, some book that he was reading which which is as follows um, I quote the so-called golden age of Islam, 8th to the 13th century CE, where contributions to science uh, is boasted about from every minaret around the, grow, around the globe could hardly be considered as Islam's contributions, but rather the culmination of knowledge from the conquered territories. This knowledge was, however, well assimilated by intellectuals, mostly from Persia and Iraq, who were essentially not religious, nor used Islam, to formulate their science. At the time, such scientists were referred to as Mu'tazila, deserters from Islam by the Islamic clergy. Today, their achievements are hailed as Islamic science. Resorting to false claims of science in scripture is one of the only hopes that Islam has based on its dogma to gain acceptance in the 21st century in an era where it can lo- it can longer, uh, no longer, should be no longer, longer rely on the sword. Now, obviously this thing is uh, has mistakes and so on, both grammar and whatnot. So my friend asked me for my comments on it. Now, my comments are as follows. My comments are, this kind of a statement is something that we Muslims <clears throat> bring upon ourselves. I am um, saying that uh, with reservation because I don't count myself in that because I don't use that kind of a methodology. But people who uh, use the methodology of uh, so-called trying to prove the veracity and authenticity of the Quran using what they call scientific proofs in the Quran. So we... Uh, we talk about ayat of embryology, uh, we talk about uh, ayat of the isostasy of mountains and so on and so forth, right? Now, and we say, well, you see, this is what it is. Second thing is we also have go on with this thing about um, Muslim scientists and their contributions, all of which are correct. Let me start by saying that there is no, no one can doubt that Muslims contributed to science and technology uh, enormously and almost for a thousand years, but for a thousand years their contribution was uh, was hidden and uh, we, we were even when we were, even when I was in school we were taught we were taught about something called the dark ages uh, and there were those ages were dark because people, wanted to blindfold themselves through the contribution of Muslim scientists. Those years were the richest in terms of contribution. And that was this period of 8th to the 13th centuries. Um, but Europe was in the dark, and so they called them the Dark Ages. But there was enormous contribution from uh, Muslim scientists uh, in the Middle East. Um, so we are not denying any of this. but. Linking that to Islam 
and implying either directly or indirectly that the only reason all this happened was because these people were Muslim. Now, that is where the problem is. And that is what is, first of all, it is incorrect. Um, and secondly, it is, um, it is something which is, uh, you know, uh, which opens us to um, criticism of this nature, right? This is like saying, for example, that Newton uh, discovered gravity and he formulated his laws uh, and so forth uh, because he was Christian, right? Now, what does Newton's Christianity have to do with that? Or to say that Aryabhatta, the Indian astron astronomer and mathematician who preceded uh, Khawarizmi and others uh, by many centuries, uh, did his mathematics and astronomy uh, because he was, uh, I don't even think you can call him a Hindu because the Hindu religion itself was, was uh, I mean, it was there, but it was not in the form that we see today. So, you know, whatever he was, let's say Hindu because that's that's the easiest way. So we say he, because he was Hindu, you can't say that. Religion is a matter of the heart. It's what you believe about your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we look at, you know, Khawarizmi and others, uh, I, I won't go into all of that, you know, the thing, but two things we have to understand. One, we have to understand that as far as knowledge is concerned, knowledge is not restricted to any individual or any time period uh, or anything. Knowledge is knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and when we say knowledge, I mean knowledge of this dunya, of this world. Um, which we call scientific knowledge. Now, that is a, an outcome of the intelligence of people. It's an outcome of their effort. Uh, it is directly dependent on that. It is an outcome of um, of, of uh, the experimentation that they do and so on and so forth. And so they come up with discoveries and inventions and so on and so forth. This has nothing whatsoever to do with the level of spirituality of those people, with their morality, with their ethics, with their values. After all, the person who uh, invented the atom bomb, right, the first nuclear device, um, was he a moral person? Was he Christian? Uh, did he believe that, uh, you know, like the Christians say that Jesus, uh, uh, Isa salam is the, uh, is the prince of peace? Uh, did he believe all that? I mean, his his invention resulted in in, in literally you know millions of people, uh, innocent people being vaporized, being being killed. But he did that because he was a highly intelligent human being. These things were done by very intelligent human beings. The people who who uh, designed and invented and and manufactured and installed and uh, may not be the operators, but the until the until the time of installation, the gas chambers. Uh, in Hitler's uh, concentration camps, uh, which uh, in, in in which millions of innocent men, women, and children were slaughtered for no fault of theirs, they were intelligent people. These were in, these things were were built by very highly technical, technically qualified and trained engineers. Let us understand this. Religion is something different from science and technology. As far as science and technology is concerned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives that knowledge to whoever is working on it. As simple as that. 
Muslims were working on it at one point in time, 8 to the 13th centuries. And then so, so Muslims had, had, had it all. They did fantastic. They did a fantastic job. They, uh, they powered the European Renaissance and so on. Uh, and then Muslims decided not to do it anymore. And so today we are where we are. Islam or religion is nothing to do with that. See what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Alif Lam Mim Dalik al Kitabu la Reba Fihi Hudalil Muttaqin, Alladina Yuminuna Bil Ghaib. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that this is the Kitab of Allah in which there is no doubt, and in this there is guidance for the Muttaqun, for people who are concerned about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure, which means they already believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They could not be concerned about his pleasure if they didn't believe in him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, these are the people who believe in al-ghayb. Allah did not say these are the people who believe in uh, in how in, in embryology or in the isostasy of mountains or these are the people who believe in mathematics or physics. Allah said these are the people who believe in al-ghayb. Now al-ghayb is wrongly translated as unseen. Uh, love is unseen. Hatred is unseen. Uh, greed is unseen, uh, right? Uh, envy is unseen, jealousy is unseen, uh, but they all exist. So just being un- unseen makes doesn't make something al-ghayb. Ghay- al-ghayb is something which is unperceivable, which is not seen or heard or felt or, uh, or we have any a way of perceiving it or measuring it or, or capturing it uh, either today or we will never have that even in the future. This is the un- unperceivable. So the alam al-barzakh, the, 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 the world of the grave, when we all die and we go from this world, that alam is unperceivable. Um, the day of judgment is unperceivable. Jannah and Jahannam is unperceivable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu is unperceivable at this time. Um, his throne is unperceivable. His kursi is unperceivable. All of these things are from Al-Ghayb. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this as the condition of somebody to be a Muslim and to be a woman. Right? Think also of how Rasulullah sallallahu uh, presented Islam. Just, just, just think about this. Who actually received the ayat in the Quran on embryology, the development of the of the human fetus? Who received these ayat? Who received the ayat of the isostasy of mountains? Well, Jibal Autada, who got this ayat? Rasulullah. But find me any hadith where Rasulullah spoke about these in detail or tried to interpret them or tried to tell people this is what you should be studying. He didn't say that. Not once. Now, does it mean therefore we all get out of colleges and so on and no, no, no need to become doctors? I mean, the problem is today when we talk to, when I, when, at least when I talk to people, I think some people I talk to are, please forgive me for saying that, they're complete morons. Right? They think in, in two opposites. The moment I say something like, oh, so, so we should not study, I say, you are a moron. You should not study because you are incapable of understanding anything anyway. My point is, what constitutes deen? What constitutes deen is to believe that these ayat are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whether I understand them or not, I see them as the miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did he draw our attention to when he mentioned himself and he mentioned his miracle? He, draw, he drew his attention to the Quran al-Kareem itself. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this book is a book in which there is no doubt. This is a book, if it had come from anyone other than Allah, it would have had contradictions in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is the book, reflect on this book. Think about this book. Afala Al-Quran. Don't they think about this good? Am Akfaluha. Or are their hearts sealed? Do they have locks on their hearts? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, try and replicate this, even one one eye of this or one chapter of this. If you if you think you are truthful, if you think that this is not the word of Allah, try and replicate this. Allah said, This came to Nabiul Ummi. This book came to the Nabi who was unlettered, who could not read and write. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drew our attention to his kitab itself that this is the miracle. He drew our attention to his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said this is the miracle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said my miracle is my Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi now our problem is we leave all of this and we go off into saying, oh what you see, uh, Khawarizmi invented algebra and so on, so did this, so on, so did that. See, understand this thing. In science, the development of science, there is no uh, premium on uh, inventing something directly, right? Somebody who invents is of course, you know, very highly intelligent and so on, so on. But also someone who takes an idea from somewhere else and develops that idea and takes it forward is equally respected. Someone who takes somebody's idea and disproves it and shows the opposite is equally respected. Science is an area of discovery and rediscovery and rediscovery. It has nothing to do with religion. I'm, I'm using Khawarizmi's name because this is the most uh, you know, uh, commonly known and understood uh, name. Think about this. Khawarizmi is... Uh, his algebra his, and, and his astronomy and so on it has taken many things he took from Ptolemy, things he took from Aryabhatta uh, and so on, the, the numerals which he introduced today as we, in, in, um, uh, which we use in, in today modern numerals. These were actually uh, Hindu and uh, Arabic numerals, Indian and Arabic numerals, right? And then they, he, he used them in, and much easier than, than the Arabic numerals and so on. So what? So does it make him a good man or a bad man or a good Muslim or a bad Muslim? He was a scientist. He was using science. Simple as that. Right? If you are a scientist, you are researching. What will you do? You will look for source material. Now, if the source material happens to come from somebody who is a Hindu or somebody who is a Jew and somebody who is a Muslim and somebody who is a Christian or somebody who is an atheist, will you say, no, 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 hold on a second. I mean, this guy, he doesn't even believe in Allah. Why should I take his material? If you did that, you would be stupid. Simple as that. Let me ask you a simple question. If you are the Grand Mufti of the Haram, of, of the Kaaba, right? Of the Masjid al-Haram. And you get a heart attack. Right? And you are saying you're, you're visiting America, for example, right? You're, you're visiting. Now they say, well, you know, let's take you to this, uh, uh, to, to Johns Hopkins, uh, or let's take you to, um, uh, to Harvard, uh, you know, best uh, medical um, facilities uh, hospitals and medical facilities in the world uh, and uh, you know we'll we'll take care of you right so what do you think is going to say no 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 hold on hold on, hold on. all all of those people who are who are working there are they muslim uh, are they sunni uh, do they pray five times a day did they pay did they pay their zakat this year 
Is he going to say that? If he, if he says that, then I would say that, you know, I would have serious doubts about whether this man is, has any intelligence at all. As far as he's concerned, he's going to the best medical professionals. He doesn't care what religion they have. He's, there, he's, going to, he's not going there to learn religion or learn his religion or learn their religion. He's going there to get his heart fixed. Your car breaks down on the highway and you want to go and you have to get this car repaired and the tow truck comes and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the emergency people come. You say, no, no, hold on, excuse me. Uh, are you Muslim? Come on, give me a break. I mean, this is the problem. The pro- our problem is that when we present Islam, we present Islam unlike the way that Rasulullah Wasallam presented Islam. We think we are smarter, right? And we want to present Islam in this, within quotes, very modern way. So we say, look at this, look at that. This is the problem of saying, look at this, look at that. Because it is a fact. It is definitely a fact that many of the uh, Muslim scholars, Muslim scientists that we mention, uh, in their day and time, they said things and they did things which cast aspersions on the, their understanding of Islam. Right? I, 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 I don't pronounce takfir on anybody. I don't say, you know, who is Mothazila and not. And if you are talking about who is Mothazila and that Mothazila should be, understand that m- many of our hadiths uh, are taken from Mothazila. They are taken from the Khawarij uh, for a particular reason. And that's a good reason. Jalalain, which is the tafsir which is taught in, in uh, Darse Nizami, in Deoband and in many other uh, hundreds and thousands of other Madaris all over the world, one of the authors of Jalalain is a Mothazili. So let's not go into that. That's not the that's not the point. The point I'm making here is let's understand this that as far as science is concerned, the religion of the scientists has no relevance or value on his scientific knowledge or his scientific discoveries or his scientific contribution. Number one. Number two, preaching of Islam presenting of Islam must be done in the way that Rasulullah did it and that is from knowledge which is not kasabi. That's knowledge which is which you don't have to work for. Knowledge which, which doesn't come because of effort. It is knowledge of, of the wahi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selects anbiya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't become a nabi because you work hard. You become a nabi if Allah selects you and that process is over, finished. Rasulullah was the last and final of them. And the Nabi gets his knowledge directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not because he worked for it, not because he did scientific discoveries, but because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him and gave him the knowledge. Let's not reduce that and lower that, lower the level of that. Right? So stop quoting all of this. I mean, stop saying, for example, stop saying, oh, you know, these are the, 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 the Islamic scientists and Islamic discoveries. No, these are discoveries by these people who happen to be Muslims. And that is a, that is a side issue that is, by the way, um, that is not relevant on anything, uh, which is, uh, you know, very important uh, to understand that uh, as far as the Muslims are, as far as these scientists are concerned, whether they were Muslim or not, if, if for example, if Khawarizmi had uh, left Islam, uh, his uh, contribution to algebra and mathematics and astronomy and so on and so forth would not have, would not have reduced or lessened in any way. So, let us present Islam 
the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presented it and the way Rasulullah presented it and let us not present it in some, present it in some other way and put ourselves into needless controversies about that. وَصَلَى اللَّهَ عَلَى نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمُ وَعَلَى عَلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَيْنِ بِرَحْمَةِ